0: there was, um, kind of looking at your podcast and seeing the, the, uh, maybe objectives of your podcast, I guess. And it, and cause I look at each photo and there's like just a massive blunt in each one. And then uh, like, <laughs> like LaCroix. So what's, uh, what's, what's going on? What's the, um, what's the objective you got?
1: Uh- I I um I kind of have a little bit of a weird setup, man. I got these Yeti mics, um, so I just essentially like when I bring other people on or anything like that, I j- I pretty much have been just bringing on my friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then I'll like you know I've I've hooked it up so I can have two Yeti mics and yeah. everything. So I'm not as advanced as your situation yet, oh. man, but um, I'll get there one day. Well, I don't know how <laughs> advanced this is. This broadcast
0: um, arm I got on eBay for 25 bucks, so pretty schmick, mate.
1: It looks really nice, dude. but, um, uh, no, to your question, man, to your question, I, um, so that's just, it's just kind of the things I'm doing. Right. So I try not to, I try not to do anything like, how do I put it? Like for the podcast, Mm -hmm. right. I kind of just retrospectively will like take pictures or record things that I've done, you know? So, so I'm, I used to, when I was younger, man, I used to be a big fan of sodas, dude. I was always with the sodas, you know? Um, and then over the past, like, 10 years, I, I've gone in between, right? I've completely cut them out. I've kind of brought them back in. But I just, you know, soda's just not something that I can have a good relationship with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, I like that carbonation. Yeah. So I, the 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 sparkling waters are just, uh, they, they kind of scratch that itch for yeah, me. You know yeah, yeah. I know exactly what so, you um, mean. So Yeah. Yeah, dude. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent or advocator of uh, cannabis mm-hmm. and, you know, any facet. So, um you know oftentimes you'll catch me you know i'll roll up a blunt or i'll smoke a joint and then um i got a couple of sparkling waters might go for a walk mm. or whatever it might mm. be you know try to take in the nature and stuff like that so just a glimpse of some of the things i'm doing you mm. know what I, mean? I appreciate you checking it yeah. out dude
0: yeah for sure yeah the, the um i've i've recently stopped drinking like about um maybe just before well the last time i had a drink was new year's eve and then Oh, nice. And I've been like, I did it first as part of like a 30 day challenge. And then I decided to, yeah. I just kept going with it. Cause I, 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 found like a completely different sort of, uh, feeling in terms of my mental state. Like I wasn't depressed yeah. and I found that I could go out with my mates who are drinking and I could still hang out with them. And I was having just as much fun with them because they were chatty because they were drinking, but yeah. I wasn't. And so the next day, like I would still go, um, I go home like nine or 10 o'clock and I wouldn't be tired the next day or hungover. But I, but when you, but when you talk about that, um, hang on, a second like my fucking phone. Um, no, you're good, bro. do not disturb. All right. So, um, what, when you talk about that carbonation to scratch that itch, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I, I got one of those, uh, soda streams and, uh, man, nice. I like, I'll just never, never look back. But I've also been, um, I've been noticing there's a weird placebo effect if I have non-alcoholic beer. You, okay. you know, and feeling buzzed. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like I'll like if I if I have a like a if, if I chug a whole a whole non-alcoholic beer, like I'll get this sort of fuzzy feeling in my stomach from it. And then I think in the past I used to associate that with you know with an alcohol content, but nowadays, sure, I I don't know if it's this placebo or if it's just like the you know, the, whatever is inside the beer that is sort of activating my, my stomach. I'm not sure.
1: Sure. Dude. I mean, um, you know, from, uh, I mean, just from looking at you right now, I mean, I can only see your head, but <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you're, you're a guy who, uh, who, I mean, you you seem like you work out, right. Am, am I, am I, am I right? Or am I wrong? Yeah,
0: I do. I, uh, I work out, um, any from six to seven days a week. So I'll get up at like six o'clock and try to be in the gym about 6 30 every day and oh, very and then cool, um and then after that it was if if you go back like two years ago for myself i um i was a, i wasn't like fit or anything i was just a bit like squishy you know <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah
1: it's a nice attitude. yeah
0: and i it was a game changer for me when i started because i've always struggled with my weight and it was a big game changer for yeah. me when I started fasting, and so right cool. when I started fasting, um, I was able to really trim down and get to that, uh, what is it like that six pack that I've been looking for like my my whole life. Nice. Like, man. and I've finally been able to get it. So I'll do the workout in the morning. I'll have like a like a smoothie, and then I'll I'll skip lunch basically. That's but what it is. Okay. I'll skip lunch. And then I won't eat again until about four or five o'clock. So, so throughout the day, um, you know, and I've been doing it for so long. I've been doing it for the last like year or so, and I don't okay. even I don't even notice it anymore. Um, it, but in the beginning, it was tough. You know, I'd have to drink water to you know calm it down. But um, it's been the only thing that's really been making a difference. And so just morning hits, no lunch, and then to be honest, I could eat really anything I want in for dinner like anything like for the most part i i I eat pretty healthy like you know veggie stir fries or salads or whatever it is something really clean yeah yeah. yeah. but the um yeah but if if i do eat something shitty i don't i don't feel bad about it like my body's like metabolism is just like going and it just like it's like sending a pizza through a wood chipper or something it's just like Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's good
1: for sure and yeah no the reason you know and, and that, a lot of good points there, right? And I definitely want to ask you a little about your fasting because, like, you know, I do some stuff like that, too. Um, mm. In terms of, you know, when we're talking about um, that whole uh, the so- scratching the soda itch and then your little experience with the, the ginger beer. Like, do you think, do you think, um, and for myself, right, when you do something so routine, right, like you're working out, you're getting up, you're doing the same routine every day, right? And then do you think because you threw in something different, even though it's not alcoholic, right, but you threw in something different like a ginger beer that you might not have on a regular basis, do you think that might just alter like your um, your your mind chemistry or something mm. like that a little bit when you throw something different in there?
0: Yeah. Um, I You know, maybe it could just be like the sugar content because like most of the time if I were to have like mm-hmm. a ginger beer or something like that or like a... Uh, like a sugary drink or something like that um, on an empty stomach I might get a sugar rush in fact like I went to um right. like I had a going away party for moving out here and and everyone met me at a pub and but I wasn't drinking alcohol so I was I, I'm sure I was like confusing everybody but I was going to the uh <laughs> I was going to the bar and I was asking for um lemon lime bitters which is like just sprite bitters and lime <laughs> and yeah and i had yeah, him yeah. put it into like a wine glass so it looked like like an aperol spritz or something and i was sure and but the sugar content from that uh from that sprite was was just so strong that i felt i felt drunk i don't know it was m- maybe yeah <laughs> um but in terms of like altering the mind I, I don't know if it was do you mean like in terms of like any sense or just like my energy level
1: no, I think it's just the way your body processes it, I think like, you know, I'll, maybe I'll just use an example, like, you know, when, you know, I'll do something along the lines of a fast, right? It's like eight, it's like from after 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. the next mm-hmm. day, I'm, I'm not eating besides coffee, mm-hmm. right? Then 12 to eight is like my eating mm-hmm. window, Um and I generally eat similar things, right? You try to eat clean vegetables, you know, um, you, uh, you know, white meats and things mm. like that—chicken, turkey. Mm. Um, no, no red meats. But um, sometimes, let's say, like I, I'm not feeling it, right? I'm not feeling the meal prep one day, and I go get, uh, you know, some Mediterranean food, right? Even though it's like meat and rice, like some of the things I normally eat, just because it's from from outside. I my, my body takes it in totally differently, right? It takes it in like I went out um, and ate, you know, a very cumbersome meal as opposed to just, you know, the clean things that mm. you and I are accustomed to eating. So my mind is different. I feel like my body reacts differently oh, really? too. Um I've never I've never experienced like what what you're mm. saying, but I'm just trying to like make the connect the dots here. Yeah, you know for saying? sure. Yeah, well, well that's the thing too.
0: Like when you when you start talking about um, well, one thing works for another person in terms of diet and, um, and exercise, uh, you know, we're all not built the same. So like a lot of this, and you know, whenever people ask me what I've done to get to where I, where I've got, and they'll say, oh, I want to do what you do. It's it, it, you're like, well, okay. I mean, maybe, um, you could, but it's not, uh, it might not work for you because there's a lot of things to consider, you know, everyone's metabolism is different. Uh, people's blood types are different. So the way you process foods based on that will be different. Um, uh, we all have different gut bacteria. Um, and we all have different, uh, metabolisms based on age and exercise and, you know, dietary habits and whatever. So it's, for me, it took me a very long time to figure out what worked for me personally, but it was also like, Mm -hmm. um, that's why I don't really believe in, uh, you see so many people on Instagram and blah, 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 like giving, uh, health and fitness advice, but it's never going to be like a one all fits all for everybody, you know? And I've, I've, I've just picked and chose whatever things work for myself just by doing experimentation and seeing that this seems to be working what I'm doing. But, um, yeah. So, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, if, uh, if you bring in something extra to you, you feel a little bit different for me. If I eat like, um, any, anything that's like white uh carbs like if i had like a yeah um like moving for example i had a i had a bunch of like covid supplies that i just never ate you know it was like okay, like macaroni okay. and cheese boxes you know which is first of yeah, all yeah, yeah. a ridiculous thing to bring into the armageddon anyways is to like bring really shit quality food <laughs> but i um <laughs> yep so I didn't want to throw it away, so I ate it, and the next day I felt uh, so sluggish and and like like garbage uh, because because of it. Mm-hmm. But for other people, it works, you know. So who you knows? Yeah. Like, what's what's to do? What's what's your routine?
1: Um. Yeah, you know, in terms of so I try to I I go back and forth, right? So I think for anyone who's on on the fitness grind, right, and you're in it for the long mm-hmm. haul. Similar to yourself, right? You go through these like peaks and troughs, right? You go through a lot of like fitness kicks where you're 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 trying this thing out, and then you go through this time where you're trying this thing out, right? Like similar to yourself, I do that sober October thing. um, Oh yeah. And then I I sometimes I'll run with it for a couple more months because I just love that feeling, Mm. you know. But coming to the routine. You know, like, you know, on Sundays, I usually try to meal prep something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it's either, like, turkey, like, ground turkey is what I did on Sunday. Um, just mix them up with some, like, taco seasoning. Um, it kind of replaces that, like, um, flavorful meat, like, carne asada mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, And then I a bunch of brown mm-hmm. rice and then spinach, mm-hmm. right? That's pretty much lunch, the first meal I'll get into every Sweet. day. Um, and then I do a lot of, like... It's like the supplements. I feel like an old person. Man. I feel like I'm 65. I do yeah, like do, do like. Do you have the Monday, Wednesday, fiber. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday me- pill box? Dude, I'm not on that level yet, but I have a I have a like a, a to do list notebook. Every day, it's like fiber, oatmeal, apple cider vinegar. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? I gotta get my. It's weird, man, because I, I I have high cholesterol in my oh, family, right. so I'm I'm constantly trying to combat it, and like I eat healthy, so I mean whatever, <laughs> so. You know, I do that and I try to, ma- I eat a lot of eggs too, you know, um, egg whites just to like get the protein in there. Um, and then yeah, around like four or 5 PM every day, I'm doing like a, a workout. Like I do a lot of hit training. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just cause of the, I, I can't be going to gyms right now and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, or I don't go to gyms. So it's a lot of hit training, a lot of workout videos and I got some weights and resistance bands, is and that um, pull up bar? Is, is like that up.
0: still the case where you are? You can't go to gyms still? Are they all closed?
1: No, no. They're open. Uh, yeah. They're open. I, um, I just told myself I'll, I'll go back when I get like a, the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, um, I'm, I mean, it's I, like the wild just, west the out there, man. You just don't right know now. who's
0: carrying it, you know? And there's no, there's no regulation. Is there? Dude, no one's like giving a flying fuck about it. It seems, you know,
1: just, dude, I walked into like a potbelly sandwich shop. The oh, potbelly right? sweet. And <laughs> Love that place. Dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, uh, when I walked in there and, you know, there was, um, I just had asked if I could use the restroom because, you know, initially a bunch of, um, uh, places were closed for indoor dining. Right. And then they opened back up, closed back up. So I went, so they were open. I was just picking up some food and I was like, yo, can I use the restroom? And they started hysterically laughing at me saying, dude, we're open for dining. And I'm like, it's I get it but like no why isn't anyone in here wearing a mask like I I don't really understand what's going Mm. on so that's why I asked if I could use a restroom because it seems like you guys are all off duty in here you know what I mean like it just seems like you guys are walking around parlaying and shit so (laughs) I just um yeah people are all over the place out here man some people are really strict some people on the other opposite end of yeah
0: yeah that's um it's got to be really stressful to kind of live in that sort of environment man like I feel for I feel for I, I like I I feel for my family over there because, you know, they, yeah. like in Montana, where um, my my mom and my brother are, um, they have a bit of a mix. You got some people out there who are like, like okay. all about, you know, hey, let's do the right thing for everybody else. But then you have other people who are like, you know, extreme, coughing into people's face, you know, trying to like show you that it's
1: not real or some bullshit. <laughs> breathing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Straight up, man. Straight up. How, is, how are things out there?
0: Well, it's, uh, to be honest, it's like it never happened. So wow. you can go to dance clubs. You, can, oh, you can do everything. Every single thing you ever thought about doing, you can. And, I mean, there are restrictions okay. to, like, certain things. Like, weddings have a cap of, like, 100 people, you know. But, sure. I mean, at the yeah. same time. You know that's still a pretty good sized wedding. You know, hundred people. I mean,
1: that should be the rule, COVID or not COVID. Bro. <laughs> no, like, don't spend so much spend money on money a fucking wedding in the first place, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on
0: now. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, everything is, is great. I mean, there were some like border restrictions between the states here, um, so you'd have to get like sure. a pass in order to go from different state lines. Now that's that's easier to regulate in Australia because of two things. One, uh, there's not that many states. And, um, okay. and two, there's not that many people, you know, we got like 25 million people in Australia. Um, okay. And, you know, like, uh, you know, ha- I mean, half the country is like one state, you know, it's Western Australia, you know, uh, I mean, you. it's the same size as the United States, right? The, the, the size of Australia is this, That's yeah. gonna ask. but, uh, so a lot easier to kind of control the borders between here and there. But so so. Wow, that's like a yeah.
1: fraction of the population. On I know. There,
0: yeah, it's crazy. And there's there's a lot of differences that happen here because of that. You know, like Medicare exists, for example. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, there's even so. I'm a I'm a business owner as well, and i I've noticed okay. that uh, being a business owner here in Australia versus the United States, there's. there's two different attitudes you know I've always remembered in the in the States there were if you were in business the business attitude was to sort of fuck over the other people who are in the same business as you as a way of like being competitive in America but in Australia you could open up an accountant shop next to an accountant shop and those two accountants are gonna work together so that they both make money and it's sort of like this opposite sort of feelings like you know if we're if we're um, wealthy together well why shouldn't we both benefit and, I love it. It's that, so nice. Man. It's just so peaceful. <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, capitalism here. Uh, you know, I, I. It's always a, a slippery slope when you like. You know, when I start talking shit about America because mm. I live here yeah. and you know, yeah, I, know I, mean? you like, mean. I, you know, I'm doing well and stuff like that. But you know, the. I feel like you can only understand the difference in mindset when you leave yeah, the country. Yeah, hundred percent. When you go see that, oh, other people aren't worried about the shit I'm worried about mm. here. Like I'm not; they're not worried about like you know I gotta be better than this person or I gotta have more than mm. this person. I'm not saying there's not people like that out there, but it's just you know when I go when I go travel places, it's a breath of fresh air that hey. Dude, motherfuckers are out here looking out for each other. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they are collective and uh, it's just a different perspective vibe. All it is, around.
0: isn't it? Like in, in the, that's the interesting thing about Australia is because it's such a collection of uh, countries mashed together. Um, and it's, uh, there's people from Southeast Asia, from South America, from Europe. And you know how, yeah. I remember this in the States, like uh, my brother, he was uh, dating an Irish girl and I was like, Oh, yeah like we're in ireland and he's like oh no she's from like her her, her parents are like irish i'm like yeah but are they from ireland they're like no they're from like boston and i was like oh yeah. so they're american they're not <laughs> irish they're americans <laughs> and then over here you meet somebody who says oh yeah they're irish and they're actually like from uh, from ireland you know
1: they hail from yeah. ireland So I just, and i there forgot
0: about that when i was living in the in the states about how everyone had such a connection to say like oh yeah well we're italian I'm like no you're american (laughs) you were born in america you're not i mean you might have some italian roots but you know uh you're american at the same time you know so
1: yeah man yeah dude tell me tell me a little bit about your transition out there dude i mean i know when we connected on instagram we got some uh we got some similar places that we've been to and lived in so man i want to hear about how you got from where you were to like where you are now dude well
0: i was um uh, let's hear this is, I've been out here now for about eight years. Um, I can't, I came okay. here in, it's been a minute. yeah, for a while, but I came here in June of 2013. And ah. I, if I go back to a year before that, like June, 2012, um, I was working for a hospital in the basement of a medical records department. No, the phones didn't work. There was no natural sunlight. It was just like, just, okay. I mean. It was, it was a good job in the sense that I worked four 10-hour days and I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So, that was nice. Um, but yeah. the fact remains that you sit there and you can't help but, you know, have your mind wander about what else is out there. And I had a friend who yep. came to Australia and he did a working holiday visa here. And he came back and he told me, he was like, look, man. He's like, I'll tell you about um, about Australia. It's... Um, the minimum wage, I think at the time was like seventeen fifty an hour. Uh, there, at the time, there was um, more women than men. They were calling it a, a man drought, and I was single.
1: Oh, there you and, go. And <laughs>
0: and they um, and they like uh, Americans, and I was like, sign yeah. me up, you know, say, say no, no more. <laughs> so I I I was gonna go in, um, in September that year. And then sure. what happened is that um, uh, my my father actually passed away in in August. Oh, man. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that, dude. And, and then I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just, I guess I'm not going to Australia. So, I started looking into other things. I, I thought I was going to join the Air Force. Um, okay. And at the time, they said, oh, well, it's like a year and a half wait to get in. and Because I wanted to go in as an officer. I wanted to, because I had a degree already and I wanted to you know, be a little bit higher up in the, in it. And I was like a year and a half. I don't know if I really want to wait around for that. And I had already been approved for my visa to come into Australia. And the, the visa works like this. Once it's approved, you have one year to enter the country. And then once you enter the country, then your visa will start and you have one year to be in the country. So I didn't think it was actually going to go. And then Come June 2013, I actually entered the country with one day left before I could enter the country again. And Uh, and when I got into Australia, they're like, you do know like your entrance was going to expire in a day, right? I was like, yeah, but I can still enter, right? I'm here. What's what's up? up? I delayed the process (laughs) as much as I could. And I thought to myself, you know, because there was a lot of things happening there. Like um, after my my dad passed away, there was a lot of... uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it dependence on me that it, it seemed like, you know, family was leaning on, on me hard and, and you know, that's fine. I mean, it's a death, you know, that's, that's what happens. But it was also, it's so interesting to experience that once you experience death, uh, you get open to so much life and that's a that's a powerful and quote. well and that's what happened when i saw my dad go was that fuck i'm gonna die someday and i just don't want to be doing this right now and so i i left nice. and i had um you know i wanted to be i wanted to just live my own life i didn't want to be there to i mean i'll always be there to help but I, I had to live my own life and i and i came yep i did a working holiday visa for a year Try to get sponsored. Um, so sponsoring is like uh, you find a job here and someone will give you another visa and say, oh, you can work for us and it's a sponsorable job, but it's they're, they're okay. kind of hard to come across. And for me, I have a degree as a graphic designer and animator, motion okay. designer, whatever. And all that stuff was not a sponsorable job because it's usually outsourced to like the Philippines or India or something like that. And so yep. there was no real Sponsorable role in that So I After a year I, I left and I went to Thailand I went through Southeast Asia Oh nice um, I don't know how far you want me to go in this story But I can go pretty far
1: <laughs> Go <laughs> um, in man I'm excited to hear it I didn't know about this Thailand experience yeah, So
0: I went to Southeast Asia I went to Thailand um, I met a girl in a um, In a uh, In a hostel there uh, from Latvia, and that's actually where my grandparents are from. And she was actually really surprised that I even okay. knew where it was. And anyways, uh, I met her and I kept on going. I went to Vietnam. I ran out of money in Vietnam. I was in this hostel and I um, was actually living on credit with the hostel. I kept on extending my stays, and I said, "Do you want me to pay now?" Like, oh, they're like, oh, no, 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 you. You pay when you when you check out, and I was like, okay, i I'll, I'll never go to check fame. out. <laughs> and I and I um, and I was still talking to um, uh, her name's Kate, and I was talking to Kate, and and I told her my situation. She said, well, you know, I'm I'm in Bangkok, and I'm and I'm trying to um, get a job here to teach English, and they're putting me up in an apartment, and she said. Um, you know, I'll pay your hostel and your flight from Vietnam to come to Bangkok and you can stay here while you look for work. And so that's what I did. I was like this person I barely knew, paid for my flight, um, and paid my, my bill in Vietnam. And then I, I went over to Bangkok, um, and I ended up teaching in Thailand for about six months or so. And, And it was all really thanks, thanks to her. And we actually became, uh, partners, um, like, you know, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever. And, and then she, we went to New Zealand together for a year. I was in New Zealand and in between that I had this big surgery. So this big surgery between Thailand and New Zealand and I had to go back to the United States for it. It was like a kidney surgery. It was like a Oh, okay. and, and I went back and at the time it was under Obamacare. And what I got is I got this, um, what is it called? Uh, medical insurance. <laughs> Why did I forget that? And I got uh, I got uh, Blue Cross Blue Shields uh, from Montana and it had no pre-existing conditions. And the idea was it was a $300 premium and they would pay 100% of the surgery. And so the surgery was going to be like a $30,000 surgery. And... I, I had the surgery, recovered, went to New Zealand. I was in there for about nine months. I was saving up money because I wanted to go back to Australia. And uh, okay. I got this phone call from my mom. She said, there's this check in the mail for you. And I said, what is it? And she said, well, I don't know if it's real or not, but it's a check uh, made out to you for $16,000 from, uh, hosp- from the hospital, from St. Patrick's Hospital. And I, and I, and I looked okay. at it, and it turned out that my medical insurance had overpaid uh my um for my surgery and in Montana the way it works is that if you are the holder of a policy then you actually get um that that money that's your money that 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 policy paid out that's your money and so that turned out to be something like 30,000 New Zealand dollars and and I was like, "Holy shit, payday!" And I and I and yeah, I took dude. that money You're on Forbes I over there. there. <laughs> and I was like,
1: "Woo!" I was like
0: working in a hostel. I only had like a thousand dollars saved up. I had no idea what I was going to do going to yeah. Australia. And I and I got that, and I ended up starting my own business in Australia with it uh, to, um, which is basically it's just like an English language company. And dude, that's awesome. And man. then the idea, though was at that time in Australia, you could start a company, you can make a a role for yourself in the company, and then you could sponsor yourself. and that was that oh. was in October, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that. So I did it. And then in january, they the government here got rid of it. so after my my application was already sent off in like December, in January, they stopped it and it was and it was canceled. So I had to leave Australia again. and I And I moved back uh, with uh, my ex-partner at the time to Latvia for the summer and and then we moved to London uh, where I was uh, just teaching privately. Um, And then uh, she decided she wanted to go back to school. So I jumped on her visa to come back to Australia and I said, look, here's the deal. I will pay for your school if I can be on your visa coming back to Australia. So this would now be my third time back in Australia.
1: Yeah, I was like, man, you must really man, love. Man, you have out no there, idea. Dude. It's like an addiction, <laughs> you know. And then
0: uh, I came here, and then I ended up. Um, uh, that was supposed to be like a two-year visa, and then we ended up um, breaking up. And then I I met uh, my partner that I'm with now, who is actually mm-hmm. uh, Austra- She's she's now an Australian citizen, and she's uh, she's from uh, Manchester originally, and. Now we're going through the process of being, um, uh, because you can do a thing here called de facto visa, where you, if you're with uh, someone for a year or more that is a permanent resident or an Australian citizen, um, then you could say, hey, we're together and you can go on a, what's called a de facto visa and that slowly goes and turns into permanent residency. So it's been like, it's been a long journey. There's been a lot of like ups and downs back and forth but in the process of it and I never I've never intended to be like this like a traveler I I just wanted to go from America to Australia done deal in the process I ended up going to like some 35 countries and traveling the world three times and now I'm and and now I've been now I'm here Um, and it's yeah it's been it's
1: been a wild journey I'll say you know but yeah, dude, that is crazy, man. Who would have thought, dude? I I just thought it was from Chicago to Australia when we touched base on Instagram, yeah. man, but you went everywhere in between. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's that's it. And it's it's so strange too, because the the teaching that I would do is uh I, I teach people how to pass an English language test. So if you live in Australia okay. and you um you you say if you're from a non English speaking country. You have to take this English test to prove your English um, proficiency. And I teach people how to take this test for them to become permanent residents. But it's just so strange because I've been running that, that company since 2015. And yet, I'm, I'm yeah. still not, you know, here permanently myself. You know, it's so right, strange about right. helping all these people <laughs> get there. But like, I'm still, you know, here on like temporary visas or like, you know, and but now, yeah, but now I don't get there. So Australia, it's what a fucking hell of a place. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. That's, that is a, that is a wild story. New that, that deserves a movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or documentary <laughs> at least. Um, So tell me, man, when you so so, you know, what I'm interested to hear is, you know, a lot of times you find out the most about yourself when your back's kind of against the wall. Right. And, you know, one of the things I think pushed you as a triggering event was kind of your father's passing. Mm. Right. Now, when you when you were in in Thailand and Bangkok, in those moments where you were in the hostel, you were like, bro, I'm about to run out of all of it in a minute. Right. What what was running through your mind, right? Like you're in a different country, not your usual stopping grounds, and your resources are about to deplete. What's what's going through Pete's mind? Well, you know, it's
0: it's weird. It's almost like um, we do live in a matrix because um, it felt impossible to fail. It felt impossible to fail that there right. was if you had a if you were breathing and you had motivation. It's like they say, if there's a will, there's a way. If you have the intention right. to not do that to not be there, you will find a way out. And when I was living in Australia for the first year, I went through so many ups and downs um, of where I was like, fuck me, I'm going to be, I'm going to lose all my money again. You know? Um, and like, for example, I, I, I got this job working out on an Island uh, around the Great Barrier Reef. And when I got there, it turned out it was a big scam. And after like four weeks of them not paying their staff, everyone quit and we had to leave. And I, um, I had no money and I was in this hostel and this guy came up to me and he said, you look like you could use a beer. And I said, okay. And he got me this gigantic, uh, pitcher of beer and it was like four liters of beer. And he said, he's like, I don't know what your troubles are. He's like, but I do know you're going to find it at the bottom of this jug. I was like, all right. <laughs> I had half of it. And I was like, oh, you know, I wonder if this hostel here is doing work for accommodation. So I went into it, um, trying not to have them smell my breath. And uh, and I said, hey, are you guys doing like work for accommodation? <laughs> they said, yeah. I said, well, do you want to hire me? They said, yeah. I was like, great, sorted. So I already so so that nah. night I had accommodation. The and then I finished the rest of the beer, and then I got a text from one of the girls that I knew on the island, who said, look, uh, there's a Thai restaurant um, that's always hiring Westerners because uh, they can't speak English well enough you know, to take the orders. So. You know, I used to work there. Maybe you can go and just drop my name and you can get a job. And I was like, great. So, I walked over there and did the exact same thing. I said, hey, I hear you're hiring. They said, we are. He's like, do you want to hire me? They said, okay. And I was like, boom. I was like, my God, that guy was right. I found fucking, you know, accommodation <laughs> and a job at the bottom of this jug of beer. And but that's just an, an example of like how sometimes you just get, you get to a point and then like something will always happen something will always bring you back up and and so when i went through that like a couple of times in australia and um because when you're a working holiday visa here you're pretty much um you're you don't have full rights you know you don't have people who take advantage of you a lot because you're kind of new to the country and uh there will always be scammers out there to like say hey it yeah. will be better if we pay you less than this because for taxes and it's all it's all scams and so you learn, you get wise yeah. to it after a while. Um, but it was, but when I, by, by the time I got to uh, Thailand, I just reached a point uh, of uh, complacency where I just didn't seem to care because I knew that something would happen in order to bring me back up again. So I didn't really have this fear anymore. It was more of like, um, oh, something will happen. And I just believed in it that something would happen and something yeah. did. It is kept. It is kept. It just keep going, and and yeah, that's man. and that's how it's been a, f- a few times, you know. Here, so yeah, Dude. the the mindset of it is just uh, unless you've experienced it before. Obviously, the first time you find it, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, you know. But the but after life experience and doing it a few times, you realize that you you literally can't feel. You get close, but you you just. It's, it is, it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if someone's playing a video game or what, but it is, uh, it is yeah. like, it, I, I get close every time, but I, I I always seem to pull myself back up again. I'm, I'm not sure what it is.
1: Yeah, there's like an energy. I feel like that's, that, um, that I don't know if I don't wanna say it saves people, but it prevents you, right? So like until you flatline, man, you better keep trying, you know, like there's there's gotta be a will. There's gotta be something that you do that brings you up, you know? And I think in dude, in today's world, you know, people people wanna say that they go through those trials and tribulations, right? I'm not saying everyone doesn't or everyone does, but what we experience as like a learning opportunity or an in, or uh, an, an inconvenience is not really that bad in the grand scheme of things, mm. right? But I think everyone needs that time where they they feel like they don't have any support, right? They they feel like it's just them, right? And that's that's when you your true colors come to light, man. When when it's you. And you're the only one here. Right. But people, I think, are afraid to maybe put themselves in that situation mm-hmm. and see what could happen. But in any situation where you kind of just peel back all the layers and you're there by yourself, you're going to learn. Yeah. dude, Right. You're going to learn by what? what maybe fall on your face. Mm. You, you might learn that way. Something good might happen. Mm. Right. But I don't know. It's I I I I love connecting with people. Um, on this whole podcasting mm. journey just because right dude the story that you just told me is something super profound man and it kind of restores your faith in humanity just to hear that look there's people helping you out when you thought you were about to go broke or you thought you were about to live on mm. the streets somebody sent some good energy your way watch you a beer and that kind of just turned your whole world around man it's always always endearing to hear those types of things yeah
0: it's it's it is it's um thanks for that man it's uh it's really uh, it, it is a bit strange, isn't it? How, how the world works, but it's, um, you're right. It does give you sort of that sense of, um, hope for humanity. Hey, cause we need it now. You know what I mean? More than, more than any time. Oh, dude. And, um, and that's another thing I noticed too here in Australia is like when, when COVID happened, um, still is happening, but when it first happened, everyone was here was just so like neighborly it was it was mm-hmm. such a, a sense of community of we and that was such a nice feeling and such a a good job i feel that this country has done in terms of uh, banding together and to face a challenge that required everyone to work together and we fucking did it like we did did it like it's 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 such a like i don't think people here are really patting themselves on the back enough to realize like how well they did you know because you you look at uh, places like melbourne and victoria where they got hit the most so for like where i was living i was living in brisbane and we only had like six weeks of lockdown and really after two weeks it kind of softened up it was pretty yeah it was pretty easy going and but because everyone was so compliant, they were able to squash out things, and now we live in a COVID-free society for the most part. Here, Melbourne had an issue because of the population there living on top of each other, and so that was hard at first. Yeah, but yeah. they went through almost a year of lockdown, and you know, and I used to live there, and I, I I could only imagine how hard that would be. And I got friends who were there, and I you know, like my heart goes out to them that they had to go through that, and but yeah. still. Their compliance of we was able to make that now a COVID-free um, state as well, w- without vaccines, you know. Yeah, and with the, I mean, I think from the, st- oh yeah, know, the yeah. The yeah. But well, without, but you know, with the appropriate things, you know, by you know wearing masks or using hand sanitizer or keeping your distance apart or, um, you know, just doing, just doing what you're supposed to do during a, a,
1: a goddamn pandemic,
0: you know. And-
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That sense of entitlement seems like it's not there. You mm. know what I mean? That it's more like I'm going to put my ego aside and do something for the greater good here, which, you know, maybe is not the case here. I feel like the... The, the type of person that you're describing is someone who would really go against the grain here mm. in the United States, right? Um, I find very few, far between, you know, people who are, like, very concerned. Not to say they're not out here. There's a good, you know, there's a good yeah, people here. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's a little bit different, man. I think the only way we were ever going to get out of this is with um uh, a vaccine, mm. right? Because... Like for example, me and my fiance, we we haven't gone anywhere, right, for all, over a year mm. now. Like we don't go out, we don't we go outside for groceries, but no like erroneous or no like um, frivolous activities. How does that? How does that? You know? How does that affect but, your mindset? Like are you are you all right? <laughs> oh dude, it was. I I want to say that um, it's a lot of um, just. I might be handling it the wrong way, but I just don't address it head mm. on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I keep myself busy. Yeah. So like I read a lot, I um, I work yeah. out, I stretch, I um, try to meditate. I try to fill my time with positive yeah. things. And But sometimes that, that fatigue can build mm-hmm. up, right? It's like working out, right? So right now I'm on a rest week. So I've been working out for like three months straight without rest mm-hmm. days. And so like I'm on a rest week. And now it's kind of like that with quarantine. It's like, dude, I need to stop doing these like all these positive things and address my emotions Mm. like how are you feeling about it ration through it um it's like a lot of conscious effort i have to be intentional even with my relationship like i have to make sure that i'm good but also she's good and that we're good together you know so i have to take it was a good practice in taking charge man Mm. like uh, you know you're in charge of your outcomes Mm. right there's this energy that we don't we don't know exactly what's going to happen to us but i think we're in charge of our outcomes, man. And I can keep myself in a good space if I, if I want to, yeah. you know, um, but it takes, it does,
0: time. it does. It's like, I've, I've seen that, um, uh, what is it? It's a, uh, uh, it's like a meme somewhere that says like, choose your hard, you know, uh, for example, working for yourself is hard, but working for another person is, uh, is also hard. So basically choose your hard um you know uh eating and becoming overweight is a difficult thing to deal with uh going to the gym every day is also a difficult thing to deal with so which one do you want to choose life is hard um it takes an effort you know whether we like to think that being lazy takes an effort or not there is an effort that will be have to be made later down the road you know it's like a big credit system or something that you're kind of taking on to yourself for your body um Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. For, but for everything, yeah, you really ha- you really are in charge of yourself. I say it all the time as like a joke. Yeah, I'm man. like, oh, you know, Oprah. You know, Oprah says that the only person you can you can uh, you know change your situation is you. You know, n- nobody else. It's only up to you.
1: Yeah, Oprah's out here spitting fire. Yeah, that's huh? right. As, as, as usual. usual, as per <laughs> usual. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, it's it's interesting, dude. Like I, you know, I definitely. Um, I don't want to be like cynical towards other people Mm -hmm. right but you know even our interaction that we're having right now right for you know nothing about it am i going to put on you Mm -hmm. right nothing about my emotions my feelings of this conversation or before or after am i going to put Mm -hmm. on you right i'm in control Mm -hmm. of them you know so if if i wasn't open to hearing new experiences meeting new people we would have never connected. I would never heard this great story that you have to share with Mm. me. Right. And you would have never connected with me. So like in that sense, right. um, I'm going off on all these tangents, but I'm reading this book by Malcolm Gladwell called blink. I don't know if you Mm. read it. No, I haven't. No. So it's, 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 it's a book about a lot of different things, but um, it's all about changing your, your instinctual reactions to things. Right. And how do we do that? We put ourselves in environments that are going to promote things right so for example if i'm constantly doing a positive lifestyle my reactions to things will be positive my subconscious unconscious reactions will be positive because i'm constantly engaging in positive mm. things now if i was engaging in negative things my reaction to something might just be negative mm. right so It's all about perception, all about like what you're putting yourself around. What do you choose to engage in? What do you choose not to engage in? You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, for me, it's all about, you know, working out, meeting new people, traveling, you know, experiences, you know, things like that. Other people could be different, right? Could be money, could be wealth. Those things aren't wrong. But your reactions do follow, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, dude. i just been, I've been on this whole new mindset thing over the past couple of years. So, I'm just running with it, bro. Just running with it. That's good. Time.
0: Yeah, because um, it's like we were saying, we just don't know what uh, sort of long-term effects this, uh, you know, lockdowns and the, um, the anxiety that is caused by the trauma that is this pandemic. You know, a lot of people say, oh, where's the trauma? You're just staying at home watching Netflix. Yeah, but we're all being putting ourselves into like self-isolation, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. you know, either there's going to be an upsurge in astronauts after this is all done with because or we're <laughs> all going to have, uh, there's going to be a big uh, need for mental health um, in, yeah. in the future, which has been something that the United States has always struggled with in terms of, um, you know, private health care. They don't even cover, you know, mental health benefits, which is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the fact that we need it even in australia it's it's needed there is mental health benefits that exist here but the uh right now the leading cause of death for australian men uh is suicide in in australia right now oh, and wow. that that has an effect based off of trauma that has occurred from um you know from covid you even look at the uh the statistics for alcohol sales when COVID happened. Uh, alcohol sales went up about 200%, but they sustained. They haven't gone down.
1: Oh, that's that's forward thinking. So right now there. you yeah. can see
0: that people are now addicted to substances that they got yeah. attached to during lockdown. And it's it doesn't take wow. long to get addicted to substance. It just takes, uh, what is it, like 21 actions or something like that in order for you to get it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that is going to affect the society that we live in based off of um you know coming off of that let's say if you want to reduce your alcohol content there is going to be a breaking period you're gonna have to go through that's that that could either for some people it'll kill them for some people it'll 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 be a whole new revelation and they'll be able to be fine but when you look at other countries you look at the uk you look at america um you look at europe and there's got to be like you know the world that we knew is gone. It's gone. It's yeah. it's going to change and it has changed and we have to be okay with that. So wh- whenever I hear people saying going back to normalcy, there is no going back to where we came from. It, it, and it's and I hate when I hear that so much. Like let's just go back to normalcy. For one, it it cuts off the idea that um, and it refuses to acknowledge the fact that people are are in need of help since since that yeah Um, but also uh from a positive side side of of everything it's it um it it stops people from having a growth mindset of being able to change so to always go back to go backwards is a terrible idea you know we need to we need to grow from this um and learn from mistakes we've made and there is no going back there's only going up or there's, or there's going down. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to be, be a big proponent to people who are afraid of change. Uh, don't be afraid of the change that happens because it could be good for you later down the road. Like the, the change yeah. I've had uh, from the experiences I've had when I was uh, afraid of losing everything through travel, it's only made me a stronger person. There's this- um, Right. Uh, there's the Navy SEALs uh they have a um a motto that is uh, forged through adversity and mm-hmm. and and that's where a lot of us are but if we concentrate like you said on the negative you know we're not going to be forged through adversity we're going to be crippled by it and so yeah. you know let's let's sort of acknowledge the fact that we went through a hard time but let's 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 try to learn from it and grow from it and help each other not to be stunted from the trauma of what it is to be in isolation, because when we get out of it, I mean, I felt it after six weeks, Jesus, you know, it was weird going and like talking to other people because you thought, like, oh, you're gonna give me, you're gonna give me a disease,
1: (laughs) you know? Uh, Dude, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 100%, man. I mean, people, you know, you you make a lot of good points, right, and I think um, it's, It varies from person to person. But for so long, for so long, and I agree with your normalcy point, right? Because we should not revert. Never should we revert. I think we should always be pushing forward what's next for us, you know? And this was a trial. And the fact that anyone who made it out alive, I'm sure you learned something, right? Now run with that. Run with what you learned. I think what happens is, and I experienced it a lot because, right, we've been in quarantine quarantine for a lot longer um, than six yeah. weeks, right? And what what happens is, is, like, if you think about, and I work in corporate America, right? So if you think about um, your standard corporate individual, right, that, that nuclear family, you know, wife, husband, two, three kids, they have a house, mm. you know, got a lot of bills to pay, um, things of that sort. You know, what I, what I found what was happening was there – their ego in a lot of sense was was heightening at work right because there was a lot the volume of life was turned down significantly right there wasn't the oh i gotta drop the kids off at school there wasn't oh i got this uh this this hair and nail appointment here there wasn't oh i gotta go visit family because all that was taken off the Mm, table mm -hmm. right so some people responded Positively, they did some introspection. Oh, here are my negative tendencies. Here are my positive tendencies. Here are my opportunities um, and here are my strengths, mm. right? I found a lot of other people turn the volume up on their ego, right? Because they had so much extra energy in them, they took it out in negative ways, right? Being more d- demeaning and um, how to put it, overbearing in the workplace and just in general, you know? So, um, it it's it's interesting because to me that's reverting even farther back than what quote unquote normalcy right. was yeah. right um but for me i've taken this opportunity to hone in public speaking skills mm. right um hone in my networking hone in um just my overall like ingenuity when i talk to somebody mm. you know just like really diving in not to say i'm some guru on the shit or no, anything no, like no. that but yeah to your point man it's just you know we have to we just kind of push forward there's no other option i feel like in life but to just push forward and just do the next thing if something's hard do it man because you're gonna learn from that you know things like that don't take the scenic route sometimes yeah
0: Yeah, that's it like if you go and do uh putting yourself out of your comfort zone uh that's a good thing you know like because you're learning from it. Like, and the thing I've noticed from me teaching adults, right? Because that's who I primarily teach when I'm doing this English test, right? Is that uh, adults uh, want control. And when you don't know something, you don't have control. And that's, and you know, sometimes that's okay. Because whenever you learn something new, you're going to have to, it goes against everything that you sort of are when you're. In the moment, because you don't feel confident about what you're doing, it's uh, it's it's new and it's strange, and you're not used to it. And we kind of want to stay where we are. But if we stay where we are, um, you know, let's say for example, if I uh, lived in the 1950s and I really like typewriters, well, you know, there might be a case where you know in the early 2000s that was really cool and you were a hipster. But it's not really going to get you anywhere else, you know, throughout life. You're going to need a laptop or something. You're going to have to you're going to have to yeah. learn the transition period from typewriter to a laptop, because if you stay in the same spot, you're just going to be like this, you know, uh, this old fossil that doesn't learn how to use a fucking phone, you know, and, and then you won't yeah. be able to adapt to the world you live in anymore. And um, but so definitely growing is, uh, I mean, uh, but I'm mean, sorry, with uh, with with adults uh, they don't want to be put in, their, in their, uh outside their comfort zone. But it's the main thing I really wanted to talk about in this was that when you look at what's happened in lockdown, you have so many people sort of having the ability or the opportunity to learn something new uh, to, like you said, like it sounds like you're doing some really cool stuff, you know, being able to do that personal development that uh, keeps you in a positive mindset. You taking in that that extra step to go there. But a lot of people instead, they, they quiet that voice in their head to do that. And they cover it up with alcohol. They cover it up with anything else, any other distraction. Yep. Um, and just so that they don't have to think about it, you know, They and then once their mind is thinking about it, they just keep, you know, medicating it. And
1: you, yeah. sometimes you just need to not medicate it and let it go, you know run with it man and if if you got good friends they'll nurture that you know like they'll they'll listen to that and if you feel like you're saying something stupid you know and they won't take it go to therapy man everyone could use from some mm. therapy and just like having a objective outlet to like get your thoughts mm-hmm. out right i think you know a lot of us d- don't do that we're not comfortable like you said we want that control and we might feel stupid but it, dude if you're not approaching life as a student you got i feel like you got it wrong yeah bro. like at no point in life should you be like i know this shit yeah. you know what i mean i mean obviously if you have different traits things like that but you should never sit around saying do i got life figured yeah. out?" yeah no no, nah, no you man. never will you definitely don't yeah, even when <laughs>
0: even when you're old and on your deathbed and you'll you you know you probably didn't figure it all out you know and i dude and if there are people out there who need therapy right they're there are a lot of like uh services out there where people can benefit from. But if let's say if you want to if you needed to pay, um, I always know that there's always something in your mind that will come up with an excuse for you not to seek help. And whether that's money yeah. or your ego, um, you gotta keep in mind that you can always afford therapy if you if you really look at your budget and what you're spending your money on. If you're spending your money on um, you know, if you if you're making Costco runs, which by the way, the deals you can get at Costco for alcohol, unreal. But you it's yeah, not yeah. a thing here, not in Australia. The alcohol is crazy okay. expensive here. So yeah, it's oh, crazy expensive. It? Okay. Um uh, like you know, like a liter of um of uh Captain Morgan would be uh I don't know, close to like seventy dollars or something like that, you know. Yeah, Damn. <laughs> for, Captain for Captain Morgan. Morgan yeah, so, um, but let's let's look at that. You know, if you were to not spend money on as much alcohol, which I know is a lot easier said than done, because uh, alcohol is addictive. Um, yeah, you know, you could save up money to go to a therapist, or let's say if you like Uber Eats, maybe just don't do that anymore. Learn how to cook. You know, yeah, there you go. Um, yep. There's a lot of these things that you know. It's harder. It's harder. It's easier said than done. But uh, to make these little efforts in order to help yourself, because at the end of the day, you know, you have to. You really have to make a make a make a difference um, in yourself. You know, love yourself.
1: Yeah, man. Hundred percent. And you really, you really gotta promote self love a lot. And I think you know, some sometimes you know, I I feel like somebody who's listening to us talk mm. right now, right? So we both. I would say we both understand fitness as a pillar in mm. our lives right and i think it carries over into a lot of other things that we do so maybe two people who didn't work out who are listening to us are like yo fuck yeah 100 percent." they're just like they're they're up in the clouds like talking motivationally. you know what i mean like fine you know but um uh you know what's interesting is is when you work out right however you're going to work out lifting whatever it is you have to understand the moving pieces right you have to understand All right, I'm doing a back day I'm gonna do four sets of 12 reps what what have you right and then I gotta take the protein to fuel myself whatever it is you understand the moving pieces now I fundamentally believe that uh, methodology should be applied to everything in your life right you should understand the moving pieces of your personality of your work of your relationship you should understand what's making it good and what's making, what's dwindling it a little bit, right? And that's why I personally love working out. So any anyone, I know it's not a one size fits all, but anyone who is having trouble like mentally, I'll say, hey, look, work out with me. Let's do it, mm-hmm. stick to it. Do it 30 days, do it 21 days with me. And Or if you can't do it with me, I'm gonna text you when I do it. Just do mm-hmm. something at that time, stick to it. Now you form that habit. Let's say it's walking. You walk two miles a day. Now, you're going to understand the difference between a good walk and a bad walk, right? You're going to understand what got you, what'd you do to have a good walk, and why why did you have a bad walk on the day you had a bad mm. walk, you know? Whatever it might be, understand how to put yourself in a good mindset, understand how to put your, get good outcomes, you know, and then go from there, dude. Make it your own, but, you know, at baseline... Know what is working and what is not working in your life. And I feel like a lot of people just don't do that inventory, mm. man. They're not understanding like what's detrimental to me, what's positive for me. And it's hard to be objective and impartial when you're looking at your own progress, um, let alone somebody else's, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: most definitely. There's uh, there's another thing too that I found really helps for uh, happiness is that I can start off my day and I could just be really grumpy and miserable and my partner could like attest for that. And uh, God bless her; she really puts up with a lot of <laughs> shit for me, <laughs> uh, especially in this move. I've just been the grumpiest pile of garbage. But it's it's um, so you know even even for for someone who like myself, I, like I meditate daily, and I and I eat right, and I've been off alcohol, and I've been doing exercise. I'm still going to have bad days, you know. And yeah. I find that uh, what has it, it like what will always help me. What will and it, and that's me communicating with somebody else during my day so if i someone who doesn't know any of the shit that i've been going through um so you could do that through um i mean i find that a lot through doing my private teaching so i'll talk to my students for like okay. two hours and at the end of it I'm, my attitude is completely different like I'm, I'm back to normal i'm able to talk to people I'm want to laugh um and it just completely changes my mindset if um And other ways too as well, like if you volunteer uh, where you get to chat with other volunteers or if you're getting to do this, it's going to distract you from those things and you're going to kind of get out of that sort of grumpy mindset or that negative uh, state. I just find it always happens. You know, communicate with other people, whether that's, you know, that could be your therapy, for example, go volunteer, you know, or or something just to get yourself to communicate. It's so unnatural the way we live nowadays. Like we used to live... As um, you know, in, in tribes, and we used to communicate, and we would have a purpose. But um, mm-hmm. you know, if let's say if you go and you volunteer in the jungle or something, uh, you're not going to have any depression because everyone's got a purpose, you, and everyone's communicating with each other. You're part of a of a community. But when we live in, in our houses by ourselves in this cube outside of nature, that is loneliness. You know, you're you're cutting yourself off from nature, and you just and you're not around your other people. So there's something to be said to that. Yeah. Your computer is not going to give you warmth. Other people will do that. Yeah, we're you know?
1: not, Yeah, we're not meant for this. You know, we're not meant to just be sitting inside all hmm. day. You know, I mean we're primal. We gotta get out, That's we it. Got to interact and do you find do you find so aside from your partner In terms of you know, I just want to dive into that uh, you know communication thing a little bit because that's that's a really good note. So do you find like let's say you know Pete, you're having a bad day and then you you talk to your students, are you are you turning your day upside down because you're like, hey look, I'm not gonna give these students the shitty version of me or the upset version of me, or is it like, yo, I'm gonna give them the upset version of me and through this uh, conversation, through teaching them, I'm gonna turn it upside down. Or is it because you brought this jovial Pete to the table? Because you're like, "Yo, I can't give, I can't expose someone who has no background here to this like bad day that I'm having." Yeah, you know I'm I saying? see what you
0: mean. That's that's a good point. Um, I think it is probably because when uh, I'm teaching, I am giving a service, and so I think the at first the smile is being forced on in order for me to do it, okay. and then through that, I actually end up really feeling it towards towards the end. Yeah.
1: It's a little combination
0: of yeah. both there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I never want to yeah. give somebody like a shit version of me who's paying for me, you know. And
1: yeah, <laughs> sure,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, And when somebody who's coming into your life who has nothing to do with like your situation, you know, why would you treat them like garbage? You know, I guess. Suppose that's the whole the whole difference. Yeah, but
1: yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. Yeah.
0: But um, so I have this uh thing I was gonna I was gonna do because I have um. I have these series of essays that I write, and and oh,
1: yeah. what I
0: do is I try to introduce them with um, a little uh, announcer, and I kind of wanted to share one with you today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, give me one second here. I, I usually have it pulled up, but you know, on my side, I got a little distracted this morning, so here we go. All
1: right. No, that's a cool that's a cool little hobby, man. I I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah.
0: Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Okay, this will be a good one. Um okay, let me just pull this up. Um one second. Okay. Here we go. So, roll the intro.
1: So I'm not hearing anything. Oh, you're not? You're not hearing anything? No, I'm not oh, hearing man, anything. Oh, that was awkward. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I could tell that you were, like, going in, and I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to let him ride with it for a little bit. <laughs> well, we'll just have to, like, <laughs> cut that that awkward silence
0: for a second. <laughs> no. uh, let's hear Okay, wait. Let's try this. Let's try that. Okay, wait. Um, Can you hear this? Nothing?
1: No, man, I cannot God hear damn that. it. No. This
0: happens sometimes when I'm on Zoom.
1: <laughs> Zoom. Zoom fucks everything up, dude, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I
0: know. You know, what I was wondering actually, um, you know, when you record audio sometimes on Zoom, it's like only like 32 mm-hmm. uh, like kilohertz and like, I, I try to get at least like 44 kilohertz. So I'm always like, um, you know, backing up on a different program in the background but i'm wondering is there yeah. is there like a video conferencing program that records high quality audio that you know of because like zoom because sometimes i'll meet with people mm-hmm. who who you know are not on a podcast and they'll just be plugging into yeah, and yeah. i got to deal with their shitty audio so
1: <laughs> whenever i've done a collab and i've only done one other one it's been on mm-hmm. zoom and then like i'll do like kind of what we're doing now like i'm recording my audio on um on my mm-hmm. Mac through like QuickTime, mm. so it's high quality, yeah. and then like I got my AirPods in on the Zoom call, you know. So I, I'm pretty archaic with the way I'm going yeah. about it.
0: Um, yeah, because I wonder about the other people on the other end. Because if because if I go through, well, anyways, if there's not a need, I'll find a need. I'm sure there's got to be something out there for this situation. <laughs> um, okay, there definitely has to be, man. Yeah. Um. Well. I'll just uh I'll just play the uh what do you call it? The intro. Um I'll dub it in and and then yeah. we'll just pretend like we heard it.
1: a hundred percent, man. Okay, Let's do great. That.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: You gotta let me you gotta let me into that though. I um I definitely wanna hear uh that, that whole essay. You wanna tell me a little bit about it? Um
0: well, okay. So this one or is it? Worth so this essay uh today is about a potential sponsor that I almost had, and okay. um, so here we go. Here's a little little collection about it. All right. So, uh, I lost my income lately, and not due to COVID or any other responsible or I couldn't help it type of situation. What it was, it was poor planning on my part, and I quit my job without having a backup plan. I was like, fuck this job. Oh, fuck me. I have no money. So don't feel bad for me. I just did this part of my life poorly. So what I was doing is I was doing labor work and it fucking sucked. The reason it sucked was because I didn't really have a trade skill like a welder or carpenter or in perfect Australian, a boilermaker or chippy. So since I didn't have a skill, I uh, qualified to only be a trade assistant or in perfect American, the construction bitch i clean up after people watch people work today i spent an hour getting the tea stains out of one of the guy's mugs and they pay me for this it's slightly humiliating yes more than doing stand-up and so i won't look uh, i won't go looking for another job as i have a graphic design background um and i called a recruitment firm and sent my cv and they called me for an interview with a company. An adult diaper fetish company. I wish I was joking. This is actually a real situation. My, my choice of work right now is to either clean tea stains, um, out of, uh, people's mugs who are on parole or make social media content for people who will be on parole. So look, no judgments. If, If you like wearing diapers, shitting yourself and being treated like a baby until you come, I mean, to each their own. So what did I do? Well, let me just say, if you use the code word Winkler at littlesdownunder.com.au, you get 15% off at checkout. That's a real website. That's a real code word. Get yourself some diapers. Littles Down Under. Not just for good sexual parenting, but you can now go on for long road trips. And guess what? No need to stop for a bathroom break. Stuck in a funeral? Take a little Down Under underneath that little suit. Want to change the world? Well, this is not the product for you. You want your money's worth at Sizzler, however? All you can eat? Consider it now, all you can shit, am I right? littlesdownunder.com.au, touching children when they're adults, so it's not illegal. You wouldn't let anyone who is into uh, baby play anywhere near your kids. But if you're into being dressed as a baby and fucked, uh, that is a secret you keep to yourself because you will be judged. You can't casually drop that at a Thanksgiving dinner. So Bob, what do you do when you're not working? Well, you know, I access my inner child. Oh, how so? I wear diapers and drink warm milk from a bottle. Right. Well, it looks like the turkey isn't the only thing around here that's getting bashed. Am I right, Bob? All right. Little's down under. Check them out. The end.
1: ah hell yeah man <laughs> dude that oh, was dope man. bro i'm definitely about to go order me a nice adult diaper dude blow me a big load <laughs> down under but maybe not because he didn't sponsor pete you oh, man, i tried so hard
0: <laughs> i tried so hard to get them to, to come in here but then i i i realized that um you know maybe sponsorship is not the way because you know what if they what if they want to sort of change the way that i approach things you know the way you know
1: Dude, what if you start doing podcasts about fucking diapers all the time, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that it's a bad thing, yeah. but I don't know. You seem to have a, you know? I was
0: thinking if... it would be kind of funny actually to get a group of my friends together and do a podcast where we all wear the diapers and just to see if they actually work. Yeah. <laughs> just to sit around in a circle. Just like uh, direct eye
1: contact. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and get someone to like,
0: like, we'll, we'll, there'll be like a kiddie pool, like one of those plastic ones and like get someone to stand in it and be like, all right. Give it a test run. Let's yeah. see what happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Over there, dude, squatting in the yeah. corner. Uh, but That's yeah, it. man. Dude, that, that was a good one, though, dude. That was really, really witty, dude. That, and it, you know, it actually went on for some time, it, and I thought it was going to fizzle out at did. some point. It, but it came back around, wow, thanks, bro. Man. I like yeah, that. Thanks for that. You got a knack for no, that, cheers.
0: dude. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of fucked up on a few parts. So well, I don't know, but yeah, it's all work in progress.
1: It made it more made real. real, real it made it more it made more you more honest, real to more. me, dude. You can't be reading that. <laughs> dude, if you don't read without stuttering here and there, man, you're a fucking robot you're a serial you, killer. <laughs> so Yeah, I, you definitely I killed you, you
0: killed uh, like little creatures when you were a child or something, you know? he
1: dismembered ants and yeah. stuff like that, dude. So can't be can't be doing I that. I met a guy
0: dude. one time in in a hostel and he was talking about how he used to like like uh find like field mice and stuff and then he would you he would used to throw like cinder blocks like on him and i was like i was like man okay. like that's some serial killer shit and he was like what no like i was like no like that's how all serial killers start off they start off by killing and dismembering like little little animals
1: little animals dude that's exactly fucking probably ted bundy's story yeah. dude like <laughs> he was a kid killing little animals yeah dude. like
0: there was something that happened here in in uh in brisbane like a few months back where Someone was like throwing out like poison sausages in like the dog park and like dogs were like
1: Oh, uh, why do the dog Yeah, I know,
0: man? right? Like that's that's like a serial killer in training right there, I think, for sure. You know, just just to see that because mm, if you if you were to I mean, I got a cat and you know, cats dogs, whatever, they're all animals are all great. Um, but I could not imagine like having that cat die. Like my my heart would be like absolutely yeah, dude
1: like
0: you know taken out of my chest indiana oh, jones style dude you know
1: dude you can't bro how are you gonna like get into the behavior of an animal that doesn't know better dude you know throwing poison sausages yeah. that is maniacal it is yeah, <laughs> yeah it's is like evil yeah Nah, nah, I can't, I can't be doing all that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how'd you, uh, how do you start, uh, getting into that whole, uh, essay thing? Is it just for, like for the sponsors things or is it something you just like kind of like doing? Well, with the you rhetoric?
0: know, when I was, uh, when I was younger, I used, to write, I used to write, a lot more and I, I just recently got back into it. And then I thought to myself, you know, this could be a good option, uh, to yeah. give me a reason to write more was to have sort of essays prepared. And I, um, I have a bunch of these like from before I started podcasting and so now they seem kind of random and I kind of like the idea of us talking about something deep and then me, and then me kind of ruining the yeah, yeah. the maturity of it by talking about <laughs> the <adult> little <laughs> diapers or farts or something and um, however I think in the future what I'll do is I'll, I'll probably write a an essay that is uh, sort of slightly on the theme of like whatever I'm about to talk about with that person I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got this guy to do sort of like bulk buy uh, on Fiverr, um, okay. and he's and he does like an old British wizard voice as the introduction to all of all of these things, and it sounds really funny to me. And and so he'll introduce <laughs> those things. But I I I had him do like six of them at a time, so I'm kind of like I'm invested to finish these right now.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, you're deep in <laughs> sure, dude. For
0: um, sure. but the more the more I plan. Yeah, man,
1: that sounds pretty dope.
0: Yeah. So what do you what do you do yourself, man, when you're not doing podcasting?
1: Um, you know, I um I used to be I used I was I was like really starting to embark upon this travel mm-hmm. kick. That I was trying, getting on right, so I was like, I was starting small, you know, like uh, about four years ago. Um, you know, went to like Atlanta for a couple of days. Um, went over to San Diego for a couple of days. Me and my fiance would just plan trips mm-hmm. for each other for our birthdays and anniversaries. Went over to New Orleans for nice. a little bit. Um, actually, I went to Macau and Hong Kong for a buddy's bachelor party back in twenty seventeen. was wow. fun. Um, yeah, so I used to do that. I was I went to Iceland, Scotland, Ireland, England. Um, so just like I was really getting mm. on that, right? So, but then that all kind of halted. So you know, right now it's just a lot of like, like I said, it's like a lot of reading. Um, I'm a big soccer guy, so I'm always watching you know highlights from the Premier mm. League and La Liga and everything yeah. like that. Um, Who do you follow? I, um, I so so you know my 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 favorite Premier League team is Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm a Barcelona fan nice. too, but um I'd probably have to go with Chelsea if you would have asked. Yeah, me, um, I used to live I, I used to live right next button. to the
0: Chelsea club like in um I was in Hem- I, was I was in Hammersmith Bridge. like and uh, it was close to like Fulham nice. and everything where what all of it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm uh I was supposed to uh, so last year uh me and my fiance were supposed to get married. Oh, right. Um but we ended up having to postpone our yeah. wedding um cuz of the covid and everything Shit. like that and my buddies were supposed to take me to um to a Chelsea game in London oh, for my man, bachelor that been party, sweet. and I was like super excited, man. But we kind of had to scrap that because they they paused the Premier League for a little bit. Um, but I was about to be on some hooligan shit out there. Dude. You would have caught some streets, Green Street fucking, shit, huh? No bottoms, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Pretty bubbles. Up, yeah, was wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's
0: dude. hilarious. Yeah, man, the Chelsea oh, fans, yeah. man, are uh, are
1: uh, wild. They're the wild group. Yeah, dude, it's just the, uh, I've been to, I've been to a game, I've been to a Real Madrid-Barcelona game uh in in mm-hmm. Madrid, or in Barcelona, yeah. and the energy is just, uh, there's no words for me to describe it to you, bro, like, it's the, when it's a packed stadium, everyone is, like, just so passionate about the sport, you know, like, it's life over yeah. there, Um, and it's just something to be a part of, man, it's like a good experience and shit like that, and, you know, throw a few few drinks in there dude it's probably going to be a really good time yeah. you know so i um, i mean yeah man that's about it just been trying to keep myself busy dude you know i i um i journal a lot dude i i just try to stay on my shit dude try to stay in a good headspace um but yeah i don't know it's it's been a it's been an interesting year and a half or so yeah.
0: man yeah well hopefully it'll uh, it'll all come down to um to an end so we can do some different things you know in terms of get back out and go traveling again. It's a big big issue that I I worry about because if, um, you know, what countries are going to be allowing other people from what countries in the future, you know? And let's say, for example, if like a travel bubble opens up between Australia and New Zealand, will I be able to go if I'm on an American passport still? You know what I mean? Um, Because if things aren't getting any better over there, might not get any better for me over here, you know, everyone else around me will be fine, but I'll be living in my own sort of like world of, you know, discrimination because I have an American passport, and that'll be quite the eye-opening experience. Because I'm sure you know, there's a lot of people out there who have that experience currently, even before COVID. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, hopefully won't that won't be forever. You know,
1: dude, hundred percent. My one, so one of my um, distant cousins. So her husband went to India, right? Right before COVID right. started. And that was like in 2020, dude, right? And so they they had a kid. That kid is over a year old now. And that motherfucker still is oh, there shit. in India. Hasn't been able to come back because he had to file some kind of passport shit. I, I don't know the, the nuances, but he sent his passport in and the embassy closed down over there so his password is what just hanging like,
0: in a drawer somewhere i don't just I,
1: yeah yeah dude it's just like in someone's back pocket oh or something my like god that, you
0: know? what a nightmare
1: right oh, bro imagine like how fucked up of a situation it's like you're missing like integral parts of your child's like growth yeah you know what i mean it is just a year but it's like dude babies are the cutest mm. man like you, you missed them during that time but i feel i feel bad it's just
0: Real I had death, a, I had an Uber driver and and he's and his uh, his wife is from the Ukraine and it was it was towards the beginning of COVID and he said uh, that his because in Australia here they won't let you in even if you have even if you're like married to someone if you're not yet a permanent resident you're just not coming in and so he he so he has a he has a child and he has a wife and they were in in Ukraine visiting the family for or like around the holidays and then. Covid happened, and they were in in the Ukraine still, and they're not allowed to come back into Australia, just just straight up. So he's got a kid and his wife still in Ukraine, you know, almost a year later, like same situation, brand new baby as well. It's like, dear Lord,
1: dude, that's like worst case scenario. Bro. It is. <laughs> it's like well, the so biggest good. thing
0: that I worry about too is like, um, I got an older mother. She's like, she's gonna be seventy eight this year, and so like, okay, so if anything yeah. happened to her, like I couldn't leave Australia. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be let back in, and 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 right, I would be right. back in, you know, rural Montana, like twiddling my thumbs. I'd be like, what, 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 what am I, what's going on here,
1: you know? And I and I spoke, I spoke to my mom
0: about it. I was like, please don't get sick, because if I come back, like, you know, I won't, I won't be able to get, I, you know, I, you know, be a really tough decision for me to make, you know, like, do I give up my entire life or mm-hmm. what yeah. do I do? Yeah. And you know, she told me, she said, look, if anything happened, and if I died. Um, there's nothing you can do. So it'd be best if you stayed, you know, I wouldn't want you to be worse off. So that was, that was reassuring, but it wouldn't go without some sort of sense of guilt still. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Straight up, dude. You're, I mean, yo, your mom sounds like really forward thinking, really understanding. Mm. You know what I mean? She sounds like a really dope lady, man. I feel like a lot of, a lot of parents won't necessarily take that same stance. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of, um... Now, I just, you know, I don't want to bring it back to myself, but a lot of, like, immigrant parents, like, they would – I don't know if they'd get that, Mm. right? It's all about, like, yo, you got to take care of the older generation, Mm. and you got to make sure they're accounted for, Mm. and that – that can derail somebody's life, mm. man. Like, like if you were to pick up and move back here, everything that you set up there is kind of—I wouldn't say it's undone, mm. but that's a new it direction is. you're taking. Your it is, in, yeah.
0: Right? Like my my income is all based off of people here and like living over over there. Right. It wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Just wouldn't happen, you know. And so it it would just be like a complete, you have to like Woodman. come up with a new sh- scheme of sorts, I suppose. But that's life, I, I guess. So. Go with the punches, get, get stuck in Vietnam, and hopefully get out of it on a plane trip back to Bangkok.
1: <laughs> hey, man, you know, sneak into the cargo. Bro, yeah, that's like, it. Do what you got to do, you know what I mean? It's impossible. Yeah. Bro. So what's what's coming up next for you, man?
0: Are you got anything planned uh, with with the podcast? Got any um, things to um, maybe do a shout-out for that I, I can um, sort of time this with or for people to... Pay attention to coming up on the dates.
1: You know, um, LaCroix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, nah, man, not, you know, I'm, I really just want to keep this a fun thing. You know, I, I mean, I know we briefly touched on the sponsors and everything like that. You know, people reach out, obviously I have like cannabis content. Um, and like, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm all in favor of partnering with people. What, what have you? Um, I would never say no, but, um, it's it's more like I just want to make sure. Yeah, I'm that's quality. it, isn't it? You know, I want to connect with people who, yeah, I just want to connect with people who like are cool, man. Like you know, like we connected. I like briefly checked out your stuff. I was like, oh man, this guy seems like he's not like he doesn't think he's the best in the world, or he doesn't think he's mm-hmm. hot shit. He might want to have a nice conversation with me. Yeah. you know, like let's sit down and chat. I um I'm having so um there's this this guy I know he's a he's actually a DJ um in the he's like a, a well known DJ in like the Chicago oh, nice. area um and he just kind of agreed to do a similar thing with me um and i i personally know him uh not super well but you know we run in the same circles so i was like dude let's let's talk about your dj journey man like he's got a really dope setup he's really good he knows how to work Mm. a crowd um i love music so i'm mainly like yo just if if you have time jump on with me and like let's have a fun conversation if not like you can fucking tell me yeah off, yeah man. that's, like, it, that's I, it i'm totally fine in any case dude but nothing too crazy dude i've been so i don't know if you can see i got this like yeah camera on the tripod yeah, back that? there so i re- my buddy bought me a um like a sony a6000 mm. right it's just like a it's like i didn't know how nice of a camera it is it is pretty nice so You know, some of the things I do, I just try to capture them. And then I try to compile them and throw my audio Mm -hmm. over them. So, like, maybe someone can have something to, like, Mm. look at. When they're listening, if they're listening to my podcast, not that, you know, anybody is, but if if somebody wants to have something to, to look at, like I color every day while I listen to like podcasts and stuff like that to turn off the TV mm. and stuff. So I just like have the camera focused on like what I'm coloring and it's just a little bit something to, to, to weigh in on, you know, my um, my fiance watches this video tell about this YouTuber who tells um, crime stories. While she does her makeup. Man, crime stories is like a, like, like, yo, a that's... like
0: a fucking thing now. It's like a big podcast thing.
1: It's a crazy Yeah, they love it. Yeah, dude. It's it's a big thing, man. It's I mean, it's kind of interesting to listen to. Um, you know, and like I said, this chick just puts on yeah. her makeup while she tells crime stories. And yo, within like a couple of minutes, this chick has like millions of views of uploading a video, wow. you know? So I was just like, Hey, look, let me mess around with some video editing stuff. Um, and see if that takes yeah. at all, you know, just we're podcasters might, might as well be good at our craft, yeah, for I sure. guess, you know what I mean? But nothing crazy here, man. Just the same old bullshit, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love your
0: approach to it, man. I like, it's nice to like, uh, connect with somebody who's got like that positive mindset and, um, um, is, uh, it almost seems like we're kind of on like a similar journey a bit, you know, doing like podcasts that, f- that are, it's fun. It's got kind of like a creative outlet. Um, I enjoy meeting other new people and, um, yeah, I think, I think we should, uh, uh, do something again because, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you, man, and getting to, uh, getting to slightly know you and then over time let's, let's, yeah. do, let's do some other stuff together.
1: Dude, I feel like we we scratched the surface of a lot of good topics, and we could probably do a whole podcast about every one of those topics. Yeah, man. hell yeah. So, no, dude, I've I've had a blast, dude. I, I really appreciate you, uh, making the time up with the time difference and everything like that. It's been, it's been a fun conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah, same, dude. man. Um, well, I, yeah, well, let's let's definitely connect again in the future.